Welcome to the Whole Equestrian Podcast. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness. Discussing topics related to mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. Our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. I'm Emily Hamill. Uh, I'm an advanced level eventer, dedicated yogi and meditator, self-improvement enthusiast, and plant-based athlete. And I am currently in beautiful Bromont, Quebec, Canada competing at the Bromont International three-day event. So, yeah. And I'm Tyler Held. I'm a professional groom with a master's in sports psychology. I'm a fitness and nutrition enthusiast focused on positive thinking and motivating others. And I'm also in Bromont, which I guess is kind of clear by based on the fact that we're recording this together. But yeah, at some point this um, winter, I'll be in Florida and you'll be in Aiken. So we'll be recording from different locations but yes but we're in canada we're We're outside outside. yep that's why you hear birds if you can hear them it's a beautiful day here yeah it's awesome so it's almost like a showcation you know it's like i mean maybe not for you but for me i only have one horse and like my mom's here helping me groom and we're I don't want to rub it into tyler but we're like able to have nice lunches with delicious food and um so it's like a showcation. I'm enjoying it thoroughly. And I have four horses and I love them all dearly. And I am just working my hardest to make sure they all get the care and attention they deserve so that they're, you know, set up for success at the competition. So it's exciting. Yeah, it's I, good. I'm excited. And it's a beautiful backdrop. Like it's just, you yeah, can't I was not talking to someone, I was like, here. they were like, oh wow, like that's a lot of horses. I'm like, you know, there's something about the air here that just makes it okay. There is. I feel that. Totally. So, um, well, I guess we should, I think we wanted to talk to new listeners yeah. and kind of give them a feel for how our podcast runs, just in case this is your first time listening. And if it's not, welcome back and thanks for continuing to listen to us. But basically how we kind of structure the podcast is um, we check in on our goals for the year because this podcast was kind of born out of um, this goal night that Emily and I had on the first January of the year. first. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it wasn't a goal of either of ours to start this podcast, but it just got us so fired up about achieving things that we sat down and we made this happen. Um, So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. Um, If you have, great. We're talking (laughs) about those goals. Uh, But basically, we made a list of 19 goals for 2019. So we're checking in on them just to hold ourselves accountable for completing them. Yeah. And then we're both avid readers, so we talk about books that we're reading right now. And <laughs> we've called that books, books, books. Yes. We might not necessarily re- be reading horse books, but our philosophy is that any sort of books will enrich your equestrian. Yeah, life. and you can apply that information to horses or like people that you're dealing with. I mean, you can learn something from anything you read, really. Yeah. So. And then we'll touch base on, well, I'll touch base. We'll dive in to the episode topic of the month which for this month we're talking about travel because we're in Canada excellent (laughs) um and then we'll do some actionable advice sometimes maybe (laughs) we'll make some up for you because we don't have any prepared for this episode but we've got some good like hacks and tips so um stay stay listening stay with us people 
gonna get good. All right, so goals. Emily, tell me about your goals. Well, one of my goals this year is to compete internationally and Canada counts. Check. So I am doing that. And um, maybe someday in the future, we'll have the opportunity to go overseas. Like that would be amazing. Um, so we'll see how this goes. But you know, in the meantime, checking off that international competing. Um, and then I'm like working towards some of my other goals. Haven't quite checked those off. I've been saying that a lot, but it is a work in progress. Um, I do have an alarm update because one of my goals was to find an alarm that like actually gets me out of bed because I'm a bit of a snooze addict. Um, so anyway, like it's been going well. I had this Alarmy app. I talked about it in a couple of like, I don't know, episode Three, she two. had like math problems that she had to do when she woke up yeah. to unlock her phone. Yeah, it, like the alarm would just keep going off till you did these math math problems, and it was like effective in waking me up because I like just wanted to turn it off, and then by the time I got it, I was my brain was awake. But um, I found a better way. It's the same app, but like you can change the different missions on how you get up, and this one is like you have to scan a barcode. So like any product has a barcode on it basically. So what I did was I set it up. So I had to scan the barcode on my soap in the bathroom. So that made me have to like physically get up out of bed, scan <laughs> the barcode so it turns off the alarm. And then I'm already out of bed. So I'm like, well, I'm not going back into bed because I think that's part of the problem, you know? like. So did you bring the soap with you? No, but I have, like, you can do it with anything, like a water bottle okay, or something, okay. so... Like, it's not... Like, you can change it. You didn't it. set it up to this specific soap. <laughs> no, because that could be problematic. Okay. Or I would have to bring it with me. Okay. But no, it can be, like, you can change it. Like, oh, today I'm going to wake up by scanning this barcode, but I suggest but, doing it somewhere that you have to get up. Like, that's, that's the, the key That's the idea for of me. anchoring and stuff like that. Right. So, um, that is my update. And I'm feeling good about my goals. I love so, that. Tyler, tell me about your goals. Okay, well, I'm totally pulling an Emily this month because <laughs> I've been making fun of you for being like, you haven't actually checked off it's, goals. A lot of times it's just like a work in progress. You can't, anyway. I know. Well, <laughs> and I feel like looking at my list, I've checked off a lot of the immediate ones already. Like there's a few fitness related goals that I set for myself that I need, like, I need to get like on a program, but I'm a little bit distracted by jujitsu and stuff right now that like getting a muscle up in CrossFit, like I want to spend time doing all sorts of things. So I'll get there with those goals. I know I will. Um, but I've been, I've been working a lot to maintain, which is good. And I've mm -hmm. kind of just been thinking about goals and like everything we do should be taken from the mindset that it is going to be a lifelong endeavor. Yeah. Um, and starting jujitsu has been fun for that because like obviously like there's all these upper level black belts and everything like that and I think it's the same thing like when you start eventing or horseback riding like you're just going beginner novice and everyone just wants to like go four star right. but like why don't you try to be the best beginner novice rider you can be before you even like yeah. work that and honestly I'm finding the sport of jujitsu to be so relatable to equestrian sports because yeah. you know I, I failed in, in that regards too when I was writing. I was like, oh, I just like want to get to the top, but I didn't know how. And yeah. like, I didn't really focus on the principles or anything like that. 
And so being able to kind of restart and like have this hobby on the side where it's like, you know what, today I just want to go in and be the best white belt that I can yeah. be. And like, that means learning the lesson for the day and like drilling it and yeah. looking stupid and making mistakes and laughing at myself and learning from it. And I think yeah. like a lot of people that go into horses and eventing could really benefit. Like, you know what, this year I'm just wanting to be the best beginner novice rider I can be and stop rushing because like it's it's lifelong um and that applies to eating healthy that applies to staying fit there's reading there's no end goal you're always working on becoming better so that's my tidbit on I like it justifying my lack of having a goal to well, tell you that I and we even talked about in the episode I guess episode one where we talked about our goals like some of our lists they were easy to check off you know and then some are like takes a little bit of work and some of them it might take the whole year to check them off so just remembering that some things take longer than others yeah so and the more that I dive into like goals and everything like that I want to go back and rewrite the list you know just like from a better perspective like some of the goals I would just kind of reframe them some of them I would get rid of like I've been reading a book a week this year and that's not even like on my list of goals right so you know it, I definitely got a lot out of the experience and I, I'm excited about continuing to work on those things. For instance, like one of the goals that I already checked off was to give some sort of public speech, yeah. which I did um, in my clinic last month. And now we got a speaking space at the USCA convention, Emily and which I. Which is very exciting. Um, which is kind of like a bucket list goal of mine. I actually emailed the organizer last summer around this time and I was trying to get a spot speaking at the USCN convention and I didn't really like have a super clear idea of what I wanted to talk about like I I wanted I wrote this speech called why I'm glad I didn't make it to young riders and it was supposed to be like a big like motivational thing um but now it's like me and Emily have this podcast and we you know are doing things yeah so and the organizer like she had something there's something concrete that she could that like, she see could go we and were doing to. And um, she thought we could offer people some good information. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm going to have to do some mental preparation because public speaking is not necessarily my forte. (laughs) But this will be good for me. I think we need to do some like little practice runs, not just like big straight out of the box. No, we're going to practice. I did get business cards just made up for my little like side hustle of sports psychology consulting and stuff like that and I did put public speaking on my business card so I better deliver yeah you better is what it comes um, down to but I this is like this is on my way to TED talk guys because I'm gonna give a TED talk one day and we're gonna film our USEA convention speech because I was googling TED talks because you know the power of the ask you have to go after and ask for things Mm -hmm. like people are like well like how did you do that I'm like you know what I asked this is something that I want to do I'm like not going to wait around for it to happen to me and you have to not be afraid of someone saying no yeah because like it's better to have someone say no than like to not ask and then not know what they would have said so yeah so anyways you have to just go you know take it so that's our out um, there. that's our life advice instead of talking about goals really was my yeah. my yeah. my goal was... of the goal session <laughs> exactly um there's a lot of wildlife going on out yeah, here yeah there's quite quite a lot 
and I'm wearing shorts right now. It's getting like a little chilly. Getting I'm wearing shorts chill. because I ripped my pants oh, no. at the horse show today. I did not see this, but apparently. And I didn't feel them rip. So I was just like walking around to the office. I was on my way back to the barn from the office, like hadn't squat down in at least 15 minutes. So who knows how long my pants were ripped for. And my good old friend, Annie Goodwin, told me that my pants were ripped. And I was like, how long? It was like the length of my pocket and it was just pure butt hanging out. It was not like underwear, it was just butt. So then Tyler had the, you know, genius idea of putting shorts over her pants to cover the hole. Well, that was- Which, I mean, that was smart. That was the only it, other like things that I had yeah. and I didn't want to- It was an interesting short fashion shorts, statement, so. but people might be rocking it now. Yeah. We'll call it the Tyler. I think you're going to see everybody on Sunday morning <laughs> jog wearing shorts over their pants. I'd love to see that. Okay. That'd be fabulous. Stay tuned, fans. Trend setter right here. Okay. Without further ado, <laughs> books, books, books. Books, books, books. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been reading? Um, I have been reading A Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Finally. This is my favorite book, guys. I'm so excited that Emily and read it and we get to talk about it. You've been talking about, like, you have to read this book, and I've been wanting to, but, like, it's finally... Well, you know what happened, guys, is I gave her the copy of the book, too. Like, I think yeah. I've been telling you to read it for, like, over a year now. Right. And then, like... I gave you the book and it did take like a little bit, but you still yeah. like now you have the impetus to action because yeah. you have the physical copy of the book. Yep. And so I read it and it's great. Um, it's basically about his time and experiences in a concentration camp, obviously during World War II. Um, and yeah, it's just super interesting, like a lot of insight into kind of how being in a concentration camp like affects a man's being in general right. I guess um, and like the obviously there's physical struggle but like a lot of emotional struggle and basically he just talks about like what he was trying to find the positive aspects of that and kind of learn about how man handles that situation and you know what you can take away and um, there were a couple of really good quotes in here. Um, I think the best one, and I know that this is a favorite one of yours, is he who has a why to live for can bear with almost any how. And that's just like so powerful. Yeah. That's so, it's pretty self-explanatory yeah. right there. Out of the, I always say it to people and they're like, huh? And I'm like, think about it. Like if you have a why, if you have a purpose, if you're working towards something, like that means that you're gonna do anything to achieve it. It's like the mom that lifts a car <laughs> over her like kid that's being yeah, crushed, that's being you know? Crushed. It's like the purpose is so strong that like physical strength doesn't matter anymore. Like it doesn't matter that she hasn't lifted weights in six years. Like she's right. gonna pick the car off her kid. Right, exactly. And you know, he was talking about how the people that were in the camps, if they had a reason, if they had a why, you know, like they have a family that they want to get back to, or I guess that's probably the best example. But, you know, if they really thought about their family that they wanted to get back to, they were able to cope with all the horrible things that happened to them. Yeah. So, And it's just like, it puts a lot of things in perspective because like, I don't know, between 
what happens to you and how you react, like that is so under your control. And like, here's someone who's literally in a concentration camp and saying like, I have the choice to like be a good person and feel the way I want to feel about this. And like, he has every reason to just be like bitter and spiteful and pissed off. Like I'd be pissed off, but he's not. And you know, he just wanted to get out of there and, and show people meaning. Yeah. So it's really powerful. And like going along with, um, having a choice of how you react to things. Um, just one more quote. I mean, I could talk probably a whole podcast about this we book. Should we do could it. probably do it. I should, I'll reread it and we'll do that one yeah. day. Um, but another quote that I found quite powerful is the last of human freedoms is to choose one's own attitude in any given set of circumstances to choose one's own way. So basically you can't control the circumstances, but you can control how you react to them and that's so like horses oh my god they're gonna throw you some curveball and like life life in general but like especially in horses there's always like turns that you don't want (laughs) it's getting dark out here and i'm trying (laughs) to come up with you're shining the flashlight in my eye and i'm blinding tyler also can i just side note that this is the second episode in a row where we've talked about how we could have a whole podcast (laughs) about books and like apparently me and emily are gonna break off and have a podcast about books Uh, called books 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 apparently okay anyways let's just um talk about your book okay all right um so some of the books that i've read this month um i picked up mastering the 21 immutable principles of jujitsu because like when you're starting something new you should go read about it um i know when i was like first interested in eventing i read life in the galloping lane and how good riders get good and Mm -hmm. those were both um quintessential to my career like how good riders get good I, I followed that. I was like, I want to be good. Yeah. So I was, I, I listened to, I, there's one thing that he said about, you know, some girl moves to Minnesota to be with her boyfriend and then there's no eventing in Minnesota and the other one like goes to area two and like, yeah. so I was like, no, no boyfriend. Like I'm going to go. <laughs> you took that seriously. I took it to heart. Um, but anyways, that's a good example of how the basics are important in any sport. Um, if you're riding, don't just focus on like jumping the big jumps or doing fancy dressage movements. Just like as I'm starting this jujitsu career, I'm not focusing on getting like fancy submissions and like you can do all sorts of things like choke people basically. Okay. I know you're looking at me like this is the weirdest sport, but so is eventing. So I'm just going to keep collecting weird sports. CrossFit's a weird sport too, because it's like we're getting fit. It's the sport of fitness, so I don't know. I like my life. Don't judge me. You're happy with it, so that's all that matters. Um, So, yeah, like, just just making sure I have the proper posture and position and the rest will come, and and I wish I had done that with my riding career, and maybe it's not too late, but, um, you know, I like grooming, so this is where we're at. Um, Second book that I'm reading is, I'm finishing it up this week, is called Grit, and that's by Angela Duckworth, Um, and it's a basic science of grit Mm -hmm. um favorite quote so far was literally hooked me because it's like in the first three pages um and she says I won't just have a job I'll have a calling I'll challenge myself every day when I get knocked down I'll get back up 
I may not be the smartest person in the room, but I'll strive to be the grittiest. And just a lot of like really good lessons of sticking with things when they get hard and monotony and everything like that. Um, And then another fun tidbit that I pulled out of there was, I think, I think I've heard this before somewhere else and grit, the science Mm -hmm. of grit is like really big in sports psychology too. So probably from some of my studies there. Um, But there's this one scenario that they present um, where you find these people that have jobs as bricklayers Mm -hmm. and you ask three different people, what are you doing? And the first person says, I'm laying bricks. The second person says, I'm building a church. And the third person says, I'm building the house of God. So this first person, they have a job. They're laying bricks. They wake up every day. They lay the bricks. Really not much else to it. The second person is like, I'm building a church. I have a career. Like, I'm going to lay the bricks, and then this is going to be a church, and then I'll move on, and I'll build another church and everything like that. And then the third person says, I'm building the house of God. And says, I have a calling. Like, I have a higher purpose. Like, this is the house of God that I'm building here. But they're all just laying bricks. Right. And I think that really ties into my grooming career. Like, because if you put it, you know, you could see it as a, I'm, picking up poop and I'm brushing horses (laughs) and like that like that could be your life if that's all you think of yourself as doing but for me I'm like I am like the athletic trainer for these horses like I'm managing their farrier I'm managing their vet like I know everything that's going into them and I'm monitoring what's coming out and I'm gonna make suggestions along the way and like I want these horses to get the top and and I may not be perfect, but I'm going to figure out things along the way. And I have this higher purpose of like, I have a calling. Yeah. And I think that really ties back into what we were talking about earlier about the why. Yeah. You know, like when you have that bigger purpose, why to follow, right? like it's just everything is better. Yeah. And I'm like, and I want to follow like these big dreams and goals that I have so that I can show other people that it's possible. Like when you work hard and you think not always just positively, but realistically and constructively and self-critically, but in a good way. Yeah. So those are the books. Good stuff. Books, books, books. All right. Let's uh, dive into our main topic, travel. Travel. Yeah. So I think the the first thing you need to do is be organized and prepared um, for yourself and your horse. And like that, you know, is pretty obvious, but it really makes traveling a lot less stressful if you have prepared beforehand and you're organized beforehand. I know for me, like my anxiety about traveling goes way down if I'm like ready and I know that I have what I need and like, I'm not really anxious about traveling necessarily, but it's just like, I just feel so much better if I'm prepared. Well, and so like coming up here, I made my list like over a week ago because we actually, we went to like a one day horse show on Sunday. And then Monday we had um, some cross country lessons. And then Tuesday we were leaving early at four in the morning. Mm -hmm. So had I not started planning a week in advance, thinking about the things that I needed and where they needed to be and what I needed to get done, then all of a sudden, it's Monday night and I'm packing till 11 o'clock at night because I didn't yeah. have everything in order because I went to a horse show and went to lessons and had all this other stuff going on. But because I made a list a week in advance, and I'm thinking, 
okay, X, Y, and Z needs to go here and I'm getting organized, then it's like, you know, Sunday after the show, we do a quick turnaround of all the stuff that needs to get turned yeah. around and I'm pretty much packed by the time we go for our lessons on Monday, come back, throw the last minute things in and I'm out of the barn by seven yeah. o'clock at night. And I think like having a place for everything, like everything has a place and right. everything's in its place just makes it so much easier. I think you were saying about how you label the bins. Yeah, like I, I personally have like a really like photographic memory. Like if, I put, if I'm the one to physically put something somewhere, like yeah. you know exactly If someone is. says, where yeah. is this? Like the picture of the bin that it's in just pops into my head. Even I'll have people ask me from like my last job or even two jobs ago, hey, do you remember where this is? And I'm like, this is the last place I saw it. Like yeah. it's just... It's one of my mind things, but you know, when I pack for like a big trip, like going, moving to Aiken and stuff, I always would label the bins with what's in them. So no matter who's unpacking it, or like if you're roaming around looking for things. Yeah. If you, you have know, like four trunks and you're like, don't want to look through all four. Yeah. It's a time saver. And like for, for the shows too, I try to make it so that everything's in bins. So we're not like grabbing the bridles off the hooks at the last minute. Like I just have four, five, six, however many bins it needs yeah. to be. So that like, yeah, you're going to take the bins out and then you're going to hang the bridles up. But that way you're not walking into the show with like with a bunch of random of bridles. Stuff. And that way you can like unpack really efficiently. Yeah. It's much easier to just like carry boxes or like put a bunch of boxes in a wheelbarrow and wheel it than it is to carry individual items. Well, so. and, and the same idea applies to yourself too. Like yeah. I, um, I, I won't, <laughs> My, like, organized chaos for, like, my clothes <laughs> is not something that, like, most society does because, like, I hate folding and doing things. So, like, at home, I live out of bins. And, like, I don't really, like, fold my clothes. Is that why I... you're so wrinkly? I'm just kidding. Am I wrinkly? <laughs> no, you're not. Okay. <laughs> um, but, like, I literally, I do. I don't, I don't fold, fold clothes before I put them into bags. But, like, traveling here, I have one bag that has, like, my barn clothes, so, like, polo shirts and khakis. Mm -hmm. And then I, I put another bag that, like, has a few outfits of, like, the, haha maybe we'll change for dinner outfits. Yeah. Never happens. Um, and then, like, you know, my socks, underwear, and bra. Because, like, there's nothing worse than digging around your bag for, like, your socks. So yeah. I have, like, a specific spot for that. Yeah. It's, it's the way to do it, you know? Just makes life easier, for sure. Um. Okay, I think that pretty much covers that. Yep. And if topic. you make a list, actually check it. That yes. And what I tend to do, good good point there, um, is like all in the memos in my phone, I'll like you know make a list of what I need to pack. But I have made a list and then forgot to check it before I leave. So <laughs> now what I do is set like a reminder on my phone. I don't know a day before, whenever I need to, so that I make sure to check the list. Excellent. Love it. Check your list. Check people. your list. Don't just make them. Anyway. Okay. So some other things that you can do to make traveling easier and better, um, integrate, integrating some mindful movement and, um, mindful nutrition because travel sometimes makes us like disconnected from our bodies. We we're thrown off our schedules. Sometimes there's time changes involved even just the long car rides, like mm -hmm. you just get shooken up. Um, so mindful stretching is something that can help bring you back into your body. It can help work out some of the kinks from travel. 
Yeah. Um, some of my favorite stretches when traveling that don't require, like, you can just do it standing up and you don't need anything special. So that, I think, is a really important thing because sometimes you don't want to bring special equipment for stretching or whatever. But I really like just doing a forward fold, so where you bend at the hip and then just, like, let yourself hang and it kind of just and bend at the knee. You'll get a good stretch um, on the back of your legs and, like, through your whole back and um, it kind of decompresses your spine a little bit. And then, you know, when in there, you can do some sun salutations. So when you come up and bring your hands up and then back down into the fold. Um, or, you know, if while you're hanging there, you kind of nod yes and no, that kind of helps with the neck. Um, or when you're folded forward, just kind of grabbing both elbows and swaying a bit back to side that, or side to side, that also kind of loosens you up. Yeah, and I like to bring, um, like, a few, they're cheap mobility tools with me. Like, I'll, I have this little, like, pokey ball, because um, I find that my muscles get really tight, especially for me when I'm, like, really active, moving all the time, work out a lot, and then you're all of a sudden sitting for mm -hmm. 10 hours. Like, my body's not used to that. Um so I have this thing called a theracane that like is basically like a self back massager. So if I get tight in my shoulders, um, I gave you like a rolly thing. Oh, okay. But like, I don't know what a theracane I'll, is. I'll sh I have okay. it at the tack room. Okay. Um, so it's like a cane and it, it can get into like the knots in your shoulders and everything. And you can pretty much like massage yourself anywhere with it. Nice. Um, because like the fascia on your muscles gets all like banded up basically. And so anything to release that. So balls, um, even just a lacrosse ball, but I like the ones with the little pressure points. Um, my calves get especially sore. Yeah. Foam roller, that would be great. I actually don't own a foam roller. I feel like that's something you should have. I do too. Yeah. I just use the one at the gym usually. Yeah. But like, I feel like I should have my own for travel. Um, yeah. Because like, just carrying those stuff with you and, and even like working it in when you can. I like had the Theracane at the truck stop and I was like, okay, like this part of my shoulder hurts I think the number one thing is I see so many people like oh like I sat in a car I feel awful and like we're just throwing like sugary snacks and Advil into our bodies and just saying like this is how it should be you know everyone hurts after travel yeah and it, it doesn't, doesn't have to have be that to be. way yeah so um and then nutrition okay yes traveling you're probably going to want to eat and indulge and I'm not saying that you shouldn't like live your life um but also if you can incorporate fruits, vegetables, whole foods into your diet, like, especially if you're competing, yeah, you don't want to be putting, <laughs> we're still having flashlight issues, apparently. <laughs> we should have just turned on the outside light, but you know, you could text your mom. <laughs> Too late now. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Um, but anyways, so like, yeah, um, I don't even know what I was talking about. Eating fruits and vegetables. Um, I like to bring canned vegetables. We've talked about this. Yeah, yeah canned vegetables. That might not be for everyone, but it's an option. <laughs> Just in case. And, well, and yeah. I also have this like athletic green supplement that yeah. I can take. Um, so it, it just makes a drink and at least I'm getting like the same nutritional value. Um, but I'd rather eat the whole foods. Unfortunately, they're not always available, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, you know, when you go to to get your snacks. I think you made a good point about you can buy things 
in individual serving sizes so yeah. that you don't overeat. And that's probably a good, that's a really good tip because me, like when I'm driving, I'll, like if I have a bag of like those harvest snap pea things right, or something, right. I like can't stop once I start. I mean, I have to like, someone's in the car with me I'm like take these away because I know I need to stop but if I <laughs> right right if you and just have an individual the serving like, size then. whether you're eating Doritos or the quote-unquote semi-healthy or like healthier option boom chicka pop if you eat the whole <laughs> thing of boom chicka pop newsflash you're not actually being that healthy which like we're all guilty of but just trying to help with that um buying individual size portions. I like this past road trip, I um, I had some fresh strawberries. I had went strawberry picking on Saturday, so I brought that. And then um, I love like sugar snap peas and snow peas. So I had like a bag yeah. of snow peas and that's something that you can eat a lot of and it's just vegetables. So like I ate a whole big bag of snow peas and that's a hundred calories of green vegetables. Right, so. a much healthier alternative. And it's tasty. Yeah. And, like, if – sometimes it's hard to carry, like, fresh fruits, you know what I mean, and vegetables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know it's not quite as good, but, like, dried fruit is really yeah. – I, like, I enjoy yeah, eating yeah, that yeah. as a snack in the car. Um, so, I mean – Well, and, like, I, I always run away with, like, trail mix. Trail um, mix. But my mom, my mom bought, my mom actually bought me some individual packets yeah, of trail mix, which it. I think is really don't buy a big bag of trail mix, no. or if you do, immediately portion it out into like little ziplock, zip. Uh, say it because your stepdad does the thing. Yeah, shout out to Paul who designs the zippers. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> um, ziplock bags. Yeah. Good. So, there you go for healthy snacks. Um, also another tip is download an app to help you find healthy food choices in your area. Yep. Um, so I know you use an app frequently because you're gluten free. Yes, it's called find me gluten free, which the restaurant that you and your mom got lunch at yesterday was not on that list because <laughs> <laughs> I had a salad left over from Emily's mom and it like had this grain on it and I thought it was quinoa but it must have been tabbouleh it was a little middle eastern mix up if you will and I had some gluten in my system and who knew that that was gluten I didn't travel I tip I didn't mean to gluten you do not eat gluten if you have celiac disease or you're that's a great tip you will tip. not be healthy while you travel yeah. um I know other people like to use this happy cow app um that is like you can do different choices like if you're vegan or vegetarian or if there's things you want to like avoid um, that's a good app and obviously there's probably a million apps out there so do some research but I think that that might be easier to find um, good choices that way than right. just like googling dinner near me because then you'll just get everything that might not be the right. best choices. So and like maybe you do want to spend down. one night getting the best poutine in town. But yeah. like, yeah, you know, some of us can't eat poutine, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, so another part of travel is getting good sleep. Yes. I think I, I struggle <laughs> to give advice about sleep because I'm a pretty good sleeper. Yeah, you're like, a real good sleeper. I love to sleep and like I can sleep anywhere. Yeah. 
um, for the most part. I mean, I think you just need to like make sure it's part of your schedule because it can get, you know, you can get busy with doing all these things, like not just for a horse show, but if you're on a vacation, like there's so much to do and like you just want to do it all if you're me and you don't like to relax. <laughs> um, but, you know, you should do things and enjoy your time and be active, but like still make sure you get a good seven to nine hours of sleep. It might be on a slightly different timetable, you know, schedule. Yeah. So like I usually go to bed around nine, 10 latest cause I get up really early. But you know, if you're on vacation, maybe you stay up till like midnight and you sleep till eight or something. Right. But still try to get in, get in those seven to nine hours. I, on the drive up here, um, I drove most of the way, like everything, but the last two and a half hours. And when we switched over drivers, I took like a 40 minute cat nap and like it changed the game oh, yeah. for being able to come and like unpack. And I know that sometimes you're traveling alone and that might not be a realistic, but this is one of those things where like you have to weigh out like time, what time does it really take? Because productivity ties so much into time. So the, the excuse is like, oh, I don't have time to take a nap. But if you pull over and you take that 30 minute nap, then you're gonna end up being like 30 minutes faster. It's the same thing with nutrition. Like I don't have time to eat healthy, but if you eat healthy, you're gonna be feel fueled and, and feel better to do all these things. And if you have time to meditate, your brain is gonna be clear and you're gonna do all these things. So if you have time to take a break or take a little nap, Power naps are great. Yeah. Like even if say you're at a horse show and you have like a little downtime between whatever you're doing. Yeah. Like even if you just go and sit and close your eyes for like five, 10 minutes, like you're going to feel better, even if you don't actually sleep. Um, there's a really good branch of meditation called yoga nidra that yeah, I think would be good, good for that, um, which I won't go into, but like look that up, yoga nidra. Yeah. It's basically like a body scan yeah. and it just helps kind of calm calm things and um but yeah naps are your friends yeah so use it and if you have trouble sleeping there's lots of podcasts about how to fix that yeah lots of knowledge out there you just have to seek it so um all right also mindset is really important when it comes to travel right I think um if you think you're tired you will be and like it's the same thing of I don't know someone who wakes up every day and just like, oh, my back hurts. And you say like, oh, just like, this is how, what it is. It is my back is. hurts. Yeah. Or like, oh, I just took a really long trip. Like I should be tired. I shouldn't have the energy to do this right now. But I mean, there are people out there in the world doing amazing things. And yeah, like maybe you didn't get your seven hours of sleep and maybe X, Y, and Z happened and you're stressed out or you're not really like in theory, you shouldn't be performing at your best. Well, you have to throw that all aside and say, this is where I am. This is the circumstances and it doesn't matter. Like yeah. I'm okay. Mind over matter. Mind over matter. Basically. I think that's a good, good tip. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the best yeah. tip on the subject. Yeah. So moving sure. on, um, travel tips and hacks. I guess I'll go first because <laughs> Tyler um, is having a really hard time coming up with a travel hack. But uh, my travel hack is to always pack a like a garbage bag for your dirty laundry because I personally hate 
having my dirty clothes in with my clean clothes in a bag, like, oh, just, ugh, I can't, I can't even. Um, so having that garbage bag to put your dirty clothes in and then like when it's time to leave and pack up, dirty clothes stay separate from the clean clothes. And I it's always, great. I always think to do this and I never do. And so like my dirty clothes are like yeah. sitting in a pile like hellaciously on the hotel <laughs> room floor right now. Um, so I'm going to steal a trash bag yeah. from you. We will happily give you a trash bag. And do that. And, and my travel tip. Yeah. Is. Is. If you can't think of one, I have a backup for you. <laughs> um, drink lots of water. Okay, we'll take that. Um, how about, let's expand on that. Bring a reusable water bottle. Wow, I, was that your travel tip? No, oh, it okay. wasn't, but that was just on the fly. I thought that that was maybe like your backup oh, travel tip. And then we had, and just, then we had just had a synergistic podcasting moment right now. Oh, I wish that was the case, but no, that was just, you said something and then that just came to mind. Okay, So, what was your backup travel tip? My backup travel tip it was like, say you're traveling somewhere and you have to spend the night somewhere before you reach your final destination, yeah. you should pack like a small bag with that yeah. so you don't have to take your big bag into the hotel. Because I, I, yeah, yeah, it's just so much easier if you're like, okay, I have this bag for overnight and then this is like when I get to the destination. You know, so all you have to do, grab and go. I went on a lot of cruises, like when we were little, like that was my parents' go-to, like mm -hmm. let's go on a cruise. And always pack your swimsuit in your carry-on. Because, you know, you never know when there's going to be a pool. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, you know, our luggage was going to go straight to the cruise ship, but then we were going to be at this hotel, and, and, you know, you have the whole day, and you want to be able to go to the pool. Also, if they lose your luggage, like, you can probably go buy a bunch of touristy shirts and yeah. stuff like that. But, like, swimsuits are hard to shop for, so yeah. always keep your swimsuit with you. That is, that's a great tip. Good job. <laughs> about you but like when I was a kid and we stayed at hotels I got so excited to have a pool yeah. like I would be upset with my parents if we got a hotel without a pool yeah there's a jacuzzi at the <gasps> hotel that we're in here oh, and I brought a swimsuit I actually you brought a swimsuit to Canada I don't know I just I always bring a swimsuit <laughs> I just do. You didn't. You're not even following your own travel tip. I know. I didn't tip. even follow my own travel tip because I came to Canada to groom for four horses in an FEI competition. So I didn't really think that there was going to be time for the jacuzzi. But maybe tomorrow night I'm going to go in there in these shorts that I was wearing over jeans earlier I'll today. Come, I'll come and join you with my swimsuit. We should do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Another thing. Just this is fun. <laughs> This might be our actionable advice section. It's not. <laughs> yes, here is your actionable advice for long car rides. Have fun games to play. Okay, so some of our favorites, the alphabet game. How do you play the alphabet game? Because there's many I think like, varieties. I think we actually might be talking about different alphabet games because were you the one where you say something that starts with an A? That's a different game. Okay, because my game alphabet is like game is, you use signs. Yes, signs. Okay, okay we're yeah. on the same page. This okay. is a synergistic podcast moment. Um, <laughs> there's, a, <laughs> You look at the signs on the roads yeah. and like license plates and stuff, and to you get, go through the alphabet. And whoever gets through the alphabet first wins. And let me tell you, those cues are hard to find. Hard to come by. You got to see a Dairy Queen. Quality or a, Inn. Qual yeah, or a La Quinta. Liquor stores. 
So here's another thing though. Do you play with it has to start the word or can it be anywhere? Oh no, it can be anywhere. And my See, dad. See, I play start the okay, word. Okay, that's that's intense. That's like up in the the game. That's intense. Yeah. My dad had the best eyesight, and he'd like see a license plate, like, <gasps> and maybe he was lying to us. Now that I'm older and yeah, thinking you're like, about it, wait. like, maybe he actually wasn't seeing those letters. You but he saw was Z way too quick. So dad. good at that game. <laughs> Yeah, so that's a, a favorite. I also like um, I'm going to or going on a trip and I'm bringing or like we when I um, go to horse shows sometimes and I had like some of my students in the car, we play the I'm going to a horse show and I'm packing. So basically you go through the alphabet. And so I'd be like, I'm going to a horse show, I'm packing apples. And then Tyler would say, I'm going to the horse show and I'm packing apples and bits okay and so you guys get the deal you like keep adding but you apples bits carrots exactly and then like you have to keep repeating it so by the end of the alphabet it's a really great memory test it's a long list it's good um so that's a fun one um i also like the celebrity name game where it's like you say the name of a celebrity so if i say Wait, let me, before I give the example, you say the name of a celebrity and then the other person has to say a name of a celebrity that starts with the last name of the celebrity you said. So if I say Richard Gere, then Gere starts with G, so then Tyler would have to say a celebrity that started with a G. George Clooney. Okay, so then Clooney starts with a C, so I'd have to say Celine Dion. Okay, you kind of, it's fun, but like it's got to be a rapid fire game. It's good, it's good for your mental elasticity. I don't know any celebrities that start with a D. uh, There's lots of them. (laughs) Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews. (laughs) I mean, there's probably, I mean, it's. Michael McConaughey. (laughs) Matthew McConaughey? (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> it can be like anyone famous, like presidents, musicians, historical figures. Anyway, that's the game. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> it's getting late. We've had a long day. So, um, I guess what is next? Listener questions. Listener questions is next. Go. Okay, Kristen asks, I will be traveling to Kentucky this fall with my horse and will be traveling alone. What are some good tips to keep him unstressed and happy from Wisconsin to Kentucky and back when he rides by himself? I can't handle you right now. She's doing this weird thing with her hair. Anyway, um, (laughs) so my suggestion would be... (laughs) That you should, you should definitely make sure to take multiple stops, like not a crazy amount of stops, but you know, like every couple of hours stop, like check on the horse, kind of let him know you're there. That sounds a little hokey, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. I always like to go on the trail. I'm like, hey, Barry, like let him know the progress of our trip. Well, and if you're traveling <laughs> alone, let him, let him know how many more hours our you have ETA. to go. Yeah. Um, if you're traveling alone, um, that's a really good opportunity. If you have this option for your trailer to configure it as a box stall, I think horses mm-hmm. are much happier um, traveling in a box stall. They've done some studies um, 
on the way that they stand and then they can kind of position themselves where they want to yeah. um, based on like the, the traffic and stuff like that. And I think if he's like a really nervous shipper, it wouldn't be a bad idea to look into some sort of calming supplement. Like there's completely all natural legal FEI calming supplements on the market that like why Just take the edge off. Then. Yeah, why would you stress your horse out? Also long trips like that, it's never a bad idea to give him to some gas regard. Or have a goat. <laughs> <laughs> or a mini. No, um, those are good. Yeah. That's good. And also, um, I like to wet the horse's grain, like, before I leave, and then also once I get to the show. Yep, that way they just get some hydration. Because um, a lot of horses don't like to drink when they're traveling. Yeah. And so you want to get as much water into them as you can. And, and also it'll just help them digest, because sometimes their stomach is a little funny. Don't freak out, like, if if your horse isn't drinking. Like, obviously, they need water. A lot of the times, yeah. they'll they'll drink a lot when they get there. Maybe give them, like, a, a good stop where you kind of wait and, and let them drink. Always be checking, like, do, like, the pinch test on their skin to see how dehydrated yeah. they are. And, like, maybe have a dosing syringe if you need to, like, dose some electrolytes in um, or water into them, especially on a trip that long. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and so good luck, Kristen. Yeah, good luck. That's an exciting journey. Yeah. I'm assuming you're going to the AACs. That's what I would guess yeah. from that question. Oh, yeah, definitely. Kentucky. That's so fun. Good yeah. luck. I hope I'm going as well. So. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Win some money. Get in the big ring, you know? All right. All right. Um, second listener question for this episode, which thank you guys for getting these together because we switched our topic last minute. Yeah. Um, Leslie asks, what do you need to remember when traveling across the border with horses? Any tips? Definitely your passport. And Canadian health certificates. Yeah, um, which take a while to get, so you have to plan ahead. Yeah, and I used to work for the veterinary clinic, and I used to be in charge of making the Canadian health certificates, so there's nothing more annoying than the last minute. Because you also need a Coggins that's within six months. So if you forget your health certificate until the last minute, and then all of a sudden your Coggins not within six months, you're going to be paying twice as much for your Coggins because they're going to need to rush it and get it in the same day. Right. And then like you're, you have to overnight the paperwork to the USDA. Um, so if you're traveling to Canada, I'm, do people travel to Mexico for horses? I don't know. I, I don't, mean, I don't know anybody who personally does. Maybe like cowboys. I don't have any experience with I that. Uh, but just look up the regulations. Like if you're going overseas to Europe, there's a whole bunch of like vaccines that they're going to yeah. need and, and everything like that. And like, I think it's usually a Coggins within three months for that. So if you're the groom, like even if it's going to be like a while away and you're not sure if the horse is going to go, like start thinking about it, start looking at your vaccine history, think about what yeah. you need. Um, the people at Duda Corp are really good about helping organize that. Yeah. But I'd say for like, you know, traveling across the border i think this is like pretty specific to yeah. going from the U u.s to canada always make a copy of your health certificate too because sometimes yes. they'll take it at well, the border we ran into this at the border we like showed up had our health cert and she's like oh are these for me to keep and we're like um no they're the original and she's like well you horse people need to start making copies and i like didn't know that we should do that but oh. i think she had like because everyone was coming to Bromont, I'm sure she had dealt with like a hundred people already that were like yeah. here. And then she had to make a million copies. So I'm not blaming her, 
but I just didn't know. So now I know. Now you know. Get I copies. could have told you that tip. We should have recorded this podcast before yeah. we came to Canada because I made copies. Yeah, so add that to your list. Um, yeah. And then just one other thing, if we have anyone listening in Texas, I think you it's you have to be out of the state for 21 over 21 days before you can come into Canada. Yeah, because yep, because of, of pyroplasmosis. Yeah. So, um you have that extra planning to do. Oh, so yeah. just heads up for you Texans. I don't know if any other states are involved. I just know that Texas, Texas and New Mexico. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. Um all right. Did we do our actionable advice? I mean, play, I feel a, like, play a car game. That's our action. I feel like this whole episode was action. Just play, play the car just games. play the games. Do the list. Do, do any, the things. All of those things. Okay. So um, what's next? Obviously far in the future, but really excited about the USEA convention. And we should yeah. mention it because you should book your rooms and everything. Yeah, it's going to be in Boston this year, which I love Boston. I'm so and excited. I have family there and like... I just, I and just love And we'll have, there. like, not seen each other because I'll be in Ocala already. Yeah, so, so it'll, it'll be, like be a good reunited. reunion. And, and it's our last month. Yeah, well, last well, month of the first of the year. First We're going to keep We're not going. stopping. But, yeah, it will be our 12th Can't episode stop, stop. together. Yeah. So that will be really exciting. So it'll have to be, like, a very special episode. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have another Train Your Brain clinic coming up June 17th at Rolling Hills Ranch. Contact me via Facebook if you'd like to get in on that. Emily, clinic's coming up for you? Um, I am leaving for Wisconsin on June 14th. So I'm teaching June 15th and 16th, um, which I'm excited about. I talked kind of a little bit about that in the last podcast, but uh, that is where I'll be. There are still a few spaces um, in the clinic, so you can find that on Facebook if you are in the area and interested. Next month, we'll be talking about... Question mark... Okay, so we're going to do a poll on our social media because we want you guys to pick the topic of our next episode. Um, The two working ideas we have right now are the episode that was supposed to be this month called Cross Train Your Life, which is about fitness and cross training for the rider, um, both physically and mentally. Um, And then the second topic would be presenting your best self. Yeah, so... In like after this episode airs, maybe the following week, we'll throw a poll up there and we'd love to hear from you. Um, we thought it could be a fun way to get some like engagement and also we want to talk about what you want to hear. So, all right. Yeah. So we hope you were able to gain some insights on traveling with your horses or with yourself yeah. around the world. And just to make it easier and more fun. I hope we made you laugh. We, we kind of made ourselves laugh. I think we're in that, like, slap happy. Yeah, it's a good episode. Yeah, it's good. So um, we are always open to feedback, like, because we want to make this podcast the best it can be. And constructive criticism is always appreciated. Yep. Check us out on yeah. Facebook or Instagram. Um, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen and give us a five-star review. That will help us a lot. Um, you can also find us on Google Play or Spotify. So, or not Spotify. I need to get us on Spotify. Yeah, because we'll people on that. have asked. We'll okay. work on Spotify. Yeah, it shouldn't be that hard. Um, going back to the feedback, we also like positive feedback. Yes. <laughs> so, anyways, 
Um, positive feedback. Five-star reviews, that's positive feedback. Yeah, we love that. I would love a written review on Apple Podcasts. Yes, please. So if you have been listening to our podcast or if you're new to our podcast, if you give us a review, you will get a shout-out on our next podcast. Heck yeah. So, so there you go. Incentive. Motivation. Dun, dun, dun. So, all right, guys. Well, we've had fun with this episode here in lovely Bromont. Um, looking forward to... Busy day tomorrow. Busy day tomorrow and Saturday and Sunday as well. But hopefully it'll be a really good, positive weekend and for all. Emily's going to bring me lunch tomorrow. I am. Gluten-free lunch. Gluten-free, not, <laughs> not bulgur wheat. <laughs> Didn't mean to gluten you. Anyway. Twice now. <laughs> I do love you. I don't know why I keep doing that to you. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness. And in the meantime, enjoy the ride. Favorite car game? My favorite car game? Yeah, to play in the car. <laughs> I, I like to probe people about their life stories. You know, like when you're riding in a car with someone that you haven't... So just like making conversation, that's your game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>